What's up? Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. I did a mic bump there for everybody listening. Horrible <laughs> intro for me. I apologize. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. We're back on a Tuesday with another episode. We hope, hope, hope that you all enjoyed all of the draft episodes that we've done so far. We really enjoyed them. Some great guests, Nick Weeb, Ben Hadley, Giovanni Manu, Daniel Bell. Thank you to those players for joining us and, and chopping it up, talking some football. It is draft season for us, and we are most excited for that. However, CFL free agency has just opened up as well. And this is important, and we do need to talk about it because I think largely CFL free agency kind of dictates, and not a lot, but it does, does dictate in some aspects kind of what you're going to do in the draft um, come end of April. Yeah, no, I think uh, when we look at the draft as a whole, it's about patching roster holes and Maybe that's not going to be seen right away, but if you're a team that's stacking up with late in their career offensive linemen and you're just doing one-year deals, maybe you want to supplement, get a young guy in behind. Then you can develop him for a year behind the vet and then take over and have a longer tenure um, on your roster. As for teams that really need holes to fill and really start reaching for prospects, well, this is their first chance at that. They can swing for the fences and try to pray to the Lord himself. Matthew Betts, is he the new Lord for you now that you have a oh, CFL? Oh, man. Talk to me. Talk, let me talk to everybody about this. <laughs> let me talk Let me talk to everybody about this. The Detroit Lions drafted Aiden Hutchinson number two overall. A Michigan man. Obviously, everybody knows my, my love for the maize and blue. So I, I'm thrilled to see that draft pick come in. Well, imagine my excitement a few years later when I see the news pop up. I'd seen the rumors, I had heard the rumblings, but I wasn't I wasn't sold until I saw something concrete. But imagine my delight, my absolute delight when it comes through on Twitter from guys like Farhan Lalji and Dave Naylor that Matthew Betts has indeed signed with the Detroit Lions. I was fired up. I on on the defensive line, I have a guy who I love coming out of Michigan, a guy who I love coming out of not only the CFL, not only the CFL, but U Sports. Laval, a Laval Rouge or prospect now playing for the Detroit Lions. Honolulu Blue. So red and gold, orange and black, Honolulu blue and silver. Lion to lion. Yeah, I, the color scheme is just all over the place here for my two bats. Like just it a is. roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> but I, I do like, you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased to this one, but I do think it is a good landing spot for Matthew Betts. He's going into a, a place where he's going to have an opportunity to earn a spot. Detroit has some weaknesses. I think they have some gaps to fill along that defensive line and the secondary, but Matthew Betts, uh, um, unless he's Jagir Davis dropping back into coverage on wheel routes. I don't know how much he's going to be helping out the, the Detroit secondary, but dude, yeah, like I, I do think he's going to have an opportunity to play in Detroit, and I am really excited to see that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about free agency and kind of the overarching themes before we kind of look at teams, big losses, and big wins. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Holy Corey Mace. Me. So... 
We know what he's going to do right of, out the gate. It was kind of like a last chance for Jeremy O'Day as they bring in Corey Mace and it's like, okay, we got to win. We got to put something on the field that's going to be uber competitive and give ourselves a chance at a great cup or at least a conference finals. Corey Mace said, hold my beer. Let me go get AJ Olette. Let me go get Jalen Edwards Coopers, who's one of the best DBs. Uh, Jamarcus Hardrick from from their arch rival. Malik Carney from the Thai Cats. They reunite the Herdman Reed brothers. Uh, Jameer Thurman comes up. And then they go and get Ryan Sevier from the Stamps. Holy crap. Just throwing money at a wall and saying, this is going to work. This is how we're going to patch the hole in our franchise. We're just throwing money at everything. Not even one position. Just everything's getting cash. Overhaul completely. Let's give Trevor Harris a unbelievable group to work with. I I mean, you know what? Let's just start the the, the free agency stuff here because we, we kind of have, uh, in, in talking about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like, dude, what they've done is insane but i think you know when you look at and you listed it out but when you look at what they've what they've added so far over the course of this free agency it's very telling what they're going to do and and Corey mace is not shying away from the success that toronto found in we are going to run the ball and they clearly this is highlighted by bringing in guys like aj aj willette and jamarcus hardrick ryan what is it sevier Ryan Sevier across the O-line. They already have some good pieces in Saskatchewan as well. But, you know, you bring in those three guys, obviously that tells you they're going to run the ball and they're going to, they're going to, they plan to do it very well. And they are also on the defensive side of the ball going to hit you in the mouth, bringing back the Herdman Reed brothers, adding Malik Carney, Jameer Thurman. They're going to, this is going to be Toronto, but now in Saskatchewan. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to punch you in the mouth with our defense. I will say there's a lot of pessimism. I saw someone's quote last week that was like, it's uh, the best job in Canada to be the head coach of the Rough Riders until week one. And I was like, enough. yeah, that's really fair. But when you are bringing in this much talent, there's a few things. It's going to be, okay, first time head coach. We might need some time to gel and to kind of mash. A lot of these guys, first time playing together, first time in Mosaic as the home team, uh, first time, you know, playing as a group, they're going to need some time to bake. So I think that while this team from a bird's eye view is like, holy crap, these guys compete with anyone for anything in the league, there's kind of an understood notion of this may take a couple weeks to get really going. But once it does, watch your back because the riders are coming, watermelons aplenty, uh, and they're coming for it all this year. Wow. It's like that. It's a hangover, Leslie. Child. Take it. Take it all. Wow. Take it all. Wow. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, let's move one province over the rivals in the border to the east. 
of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm picking this one because I do think it is going to be a quick one. And I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on some other teams, maybe some teams wearing green and gold. I think we're going to talk about them quite a bit. But the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, um, you know, not adding a whole lot in, in free agency uh, losses like Jamarcus Hardrick. We talk about that. Um, Jackson Jeffcoat announcing his retirement as well. Dakota Perukop leaving to go to the BC Lions. Mario Houston going to Calgary. A couple other players in there uh, in Exme and Clements going to Toronto. Winnipeg. I mean, they're never really a team to to make splash things happen in free agency. They get their guys back that they they think are going to be the core and the nucleus of that team. Uh, anything worry about worry you about the departures? Perukop, Hardrick, you know, eggs made Clements, anything in there scare you? Because they, to me, the quick answer is no, not worried. Winnipeg's going to be Winnipeg. O'Shea is still there. Caleros is still there. Um, let's move on. I, I mean, for me, the the one that's like, oh, that's a big loss is Jamarcus Hardrick. But absolutely, given his age, you kind of have to go into each season with like a, hey, there's a real chance. He gets hurt and he goes down and this is it. We need to have a backup plan. Uh, I think that the organization has done a great job at probably preparing themselves and growing guys up uh, in behind him. As for the DBs, they're getting Tyrell Ford back. So it kind of offsets the losses here. Uh, Plus, we know how well they draft and develop DBs. And Jake Kelly just had a full year on the roster. Noah Hallett and Nick Hallett coming back. So they're clearly national at that db core Mm -hmm. um and and they're going to probably look to add some more as we go through free agency in the draft to kind of round out their back end but i think they're so confident in how they've drafted and developed over the last handful of years these losses are like damn but we've been ready for this so let's move on next man up and let's get going back to another great cup yeah, no, I, I agree. I think you're right. Uh, so let's move on. Let's skip over into the Western provinces now where let's start getting a little bit more Western. The Calgary Stampeders or the Edmonton Elks? Where do you want to go here? Edmonton. Okay, let's talk about an absolute... You mentioned teams in green and gold. I did mention teams in green and gold, and I do think we're going to spend some time here because let's talk about the penultimate Woj Bomb of the CFL free agency season here for all the basketball fans out there listening to us. The Edmonton Elks having an absolutely massive, I don't know about free agency, let's call it off season, but the additions that they've made, you know, again, like I I will say that I was giving them some, some heat early on in, in the off season and, I mean, again, foot in my mouth because I, I think they're poised to to do some great things here. Obviously, uh, it's 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 hard not to talk about the the addition of McLeod Bethel Thompson, Curly Gittens Jr. But there are losses there, like like Jake Ceresna and, and in free agency here, they go and add a guy like Javon Leak to the mix, and I think he's gonna you know he's gonna obviously be a great special teamer for. Edmonton, but he's going to be a versatile back too. And they had one of the, I think they were like a top three run game. Uh, they finished as a top three run game in the CFL last year. So let's let's look out for the Edmonton Elks here a little bit. I mean, do they really have a whole lot of capital to go after 
targets now that they've made the big splashes in Curly and McLeod Bethel Thompson. I mean, no, I think they're good. That's what I'm I, saying. I think like... that Chris and they and they re-signed Gino Lewis. So, I mean, this team, Chris Jones must be uber confident in himself in this team, and that McLeod Bethel Thompson was the one missing piece. Because McLeod, I think McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, and Curly Gittins Jr. Because let's go back and look at what they did together in their Grey Cup season, that Grey Cup run. I think. Oh, I agree. I think they're a great. Chris tandem, Jones is I trying to replicate that a little bit. I agree, they're a great tandem, but they they did have some some all star talent in that wide receiver core. So I think for Edmonton, it's more about Chris Jones saying, "We've got our quarterback. We're going to rock. I'll bring in a ton of young guys." in camp and we'll see who can fight and who can make the roster and how we can round it out around him. But um still waiting for that Trey Ford piece to drop. I mean, it's not going to be your starter. You like to have backups with similar play styles. He's not your short yardage quarterback. What's he doing on the roster? So uh we can move on now if you want, because I am happy as can be with, uh, where Edmonton's going, I, I think the the whole league is having McLeod Bethel Thompson back in is is a plus for everyone. So, I think it's insane that they have the what was it twenty twenty two Curly won the most outstanding Canadian nomination in the East, and it was Gino Lewis who was the most outstanding player nominee, I believe, in the East as well. Now they're both going to be playing together under the tutelage and leadership of <laughs> arguably the Grey Cup MVP, uh, if not for uh, a freak thumb injury. I'm so excited to watch this Edmonton team. But yes, let's move on because there's a team here still in Western Canada. Sure, they've made some moves, but uh, the losses scare me a lot more than some of these additions and re-signings. And that is the Calgary Stampeders. Let's talk about the ads because there's a few a few good pieces here. Demario Houston, obviously a great DB. Micah Tights, the linebacker from Saskatchewan, great player. Uh, Trevon Tate, offensive lineman from Toronto. Matthew Schiltz, that one is eyebrow-raising. Um, I, I like. Are they bringing in Matt Schultz to compete? Because I, I think Matt yes. Schultz certainly does Matt have an Schultz opportunity. Is not to beat. Taking hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know, I know. We're gonna get there, but we need to talk about the departures before we really dive our noses into to Schultz. Because I'm with you. I think he is there to take a starting job. Uh, departures: Isaac Adami, Berglund, Derek Wigan. Herdman Reed, Luther Hakunavanu, huge one. Silas Stewart, Kadeem Carey, also pretty big, but I think they're confident in their running back room right now. Um, and then Ryan Savior as well, uh, going to Saskatchewan, so, which we talked about. But are we going? Are we looping? Are we circling back to Schultz? No, I, I want to. I'll stay on the departures because for me, I look at these departures and I'm like, this is smart. This is good. Derek Wigan. Back nine of his back couple holes of his career. Yeah, Ryan Sevier has back been in the league for a long time. Luther Hawknavanu. We talked all season about how loaded the stamps are at receiver. Yeah. So they said, "We're not re-signing you. We got tons of talent behind you. Clark Barnes is here. Phil Potts here. We are okay at receiver." And maybe the, the he just wanted well. too like, much. Just, 
Maybe they just couldn't so, come to an agreement. So yeah, yeah, cool. You have three well. guys on a rookie contract that are going to contribute huge volume for you. Yeah, I get it. I'm not signing any free agent receivers. Um, Kadeem Carey, like you mentioned, Dedrick Mills played fantastic the last yeah. couple of years behind him. I would love, I would love to just say, yeah, let's get a lot cheaper, get similar production, and be able to spend money elsewhere. Um, I, I, I think that this team just kind of said, let's let's get younger, let's get cheaper, and let's build so that when we eventually get a new quarterback, they can come in and make a huge splash impact. Now to your Matthew Shields question. He ain't signing no contract <laughs> to sit on a bench. He is going there because he saw last year. I don't know if he listens to us, but maybe he heard us saying, get Jake Mayer off the field. And Matthew Schultz provides a dimension that Jake Mayer does not. And while Schultz has been up and down as a starter, so has Jake Mayer. And when Jake Mayer is on, he is on and is like, 70 80 percent completions and the ball's just down the field but when matthew schultz is on it is big plays it is elusive pocket presence it is pocket mobility and when you have the receiving talent that these guys have and you have the running game developed like the stampeders have adding a quarterback that can contribute to the run game stresses a defense adding a quarterback who's willing to take those high-risk shots stretches and stresses a defense. I I don't think Schultz goes here without them saying, at least this is going to be a real competition. Otherwise, why wouldn't he have gone to, I don't know, Ottawa? Why wouldn't he have gone to Toronto where people think, hey, maybe Chad Kelly's looking south of the border here in the next couple of years. Why wouldn't he have just stayed in Hamilton or why not go to BC where they were clearly looking for a backup quarterback with Prukop who we'll get to I think Schilt is in the running right now and that's why he is a Calgary Stampeder a la Drew Tate a la Drew Tate one good one good training camp one good preseason and a really bad game from Jake Mayer, and you could have that entire organization going, how many years in a row can we hit our head against the same spot on the wall and expect different results? Right? Like, if I constantly hit my head on a stud in the wall, I don't think I'm going to put my head through the drywall. I'm just going to keep hitting my head off that same stud. Now, if I turn around and try Matthew Schultz, a.k.a. a different spot on the wall, and I put my head through the wall. Probably not a good idea, but at least we did something different. We got a different result. So. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he's coming in to compete. I think he's coming in with uh, with an opportunity to certainly get some playing time in this season. But we do have some more free agency news to get to, some free agency topics, I should say, not news. But let's Question move on. Before we move on, okay. do, you think okay. I'm one of, do you think I am one of the biggest – Jake Mayer haters without question. Right I, probably, I think you probably are the biggest. I think you probably lead the Jake Mayer hater fan club. Am I, am I elected Confidently. president? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, I say this every time I don't hate Jake Mayer. I hate Jake Mayer's play style. 
and it drives me up a goddamn wall. You know what I hate? Here's what I hate. Here's what I hate. I hate that we know that Jake Mayer could be so good, and then he like half the time he's just not. I think that's one of my biggest frustrations, Connor. You've hit it on the head. Like, yeah, we can get those 80% completion games, but we also get games where he just won't throw the ball past 15 yards and defenses just start to suffocate and creep in and make life real tough on their offense. All right, let's move on. BC, the BC Lions signing Dakota Prukop, as we mentioned, Jake Hardy. Pete Robertson, that's a big one, I believe. Jake Dolagala coming in as well. Um, I, I think that they're just going to have a full-on wide-open competition for that number two spot, bring in whoever they can. Siante Evans signing as well. Departures, Matthew Betts, Jalen Edwards, Cooper, Philip Norman. And let's not forget Dom, Let's not forget Dominique Rimes going to the Ottawa Red Blacks as well. Oh... I, uh, this is weird for, for BC. Dane Evans retired too, as we mentioned. I think there's some big, they have, big extensions here that we skipped over. Hold on. Just before, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think there are some 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 uh, extensions that are worth mentioning here. Like Javon Katoy signs an extension. Keon Hatcher signs an extension. Yeah, the receiving course. Alexander Holland signs an extension. Like I, I think that should should go that shouldn't go unmentioned and then Marcus Sales signs an extension as well if you guys in the second or if you guys along the defensive line like I, I don't think that uh you know that trio of wide receivers extending should go unnoted. Sorry I didn't no, mean to cut I, you off there. No I, I think like this team is kind of like Winnipeg where they have spent a lot of draft capital on guys like Harrison Bagiogo who you know what maybe Jalen Edwards Cooper goes down and leaves. Okay. We can shuffle ourselves around. He's one of we the, can slot in AG. What? Jalen Edwards Cooper is one of the departures. I know. That's what I said. You said, what if he goes down? Oh, sorry. And you know, a Jalen Edwards Cooper leaves. Okay. Well, let's reshuffle. We've got Adrian Green. We've got Baggy Yoga. We have a lot of young national players to fill in. Um, as for this team, I think their heartbeat last year was their O-line. A lot of those guys have stayed. They've only lost one in Philip Norman. I I don't think that's a massive loss for them. But you have VA. You have a trio of receivers. You have the O-line. The running back, Smoke, is still going to be there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and maybe where you lose Matthew Betts. You've got Pete Robertson. You've got the, the Twins and Cherry and Pickett. You can you can almost attack that spot with a rotation of players. It doesn't have to be one guy the whole time. It can be done by committee. Yeah, I mean, if you want to attack this even further, I mean, there's also a substantial amount of of really solid, developable Canadian defensive line talent in this year's CFL draft class. And if you're looking at where the BC Lions have an opportunity to maybe get some of that talent, I think it's second round. They have two picks. They have, you know, 15 and 19, but I believe 19 is one of those those national picks that's replacing the territorial picks this year. But if we're looking at, you know, what defensive linemen might be available in those 15 to 19 second round spots, I mean, 
if he's not off the board yet, potentially a Justin Sambu, Daniel Akpoko, Tyson Hergott, Luke Brubaker is going to be there. Uh, mind you, you 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 are then committed to the development of Brubaker with, um, you know, he he is rehabbing an injury there a little bit. He's a little bit raw, but I think he's a, a, a damn good talent. So, yeah, maybe you make the decision there to send him back to school for a year, have another big year at, at Laurier and, and get back, you know, an even more refined version of Luke Brubaker, which is ridiculously scary to think about. But I, I think that uh, is where maybe if you're BC and you want to think about addressing that defensive line spot, maybe you can do it there. But I don't think you necessarily need to because, like you said, they do have a lot of guys that they, they have drafted and, and put the time and effort into developing. Josh Archibald, like, too. I think this might absolutely. be free agent this year or next year, but he's another one of those guys. So I don't know. I'm not worried if I'm BC. I no, Same boat as Winnipeg. Hold the All storm right. and rock and roll. All right. What side of the East do you want to start on? Do you want to start uh, the, in Champions. the hammer or do you want to start in the Belle Province? Champions. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. The Montreal Alouettes, my uh, new home for the next little while. I can see it on right out fan. my window. I can literally see Montreal like from my window right now. It's crazy. Um so additions and re-signings here for the Montreal Alouettes, STE, Sean Thomas, Erlington, Tevin Jones, love that signing, Isaac Edyemi, Berglund, uh, another national um, national talent, Derek Wigan, Dylan Wynn, some departures, Jake Hardy, Siante Evans, let's not forget, Luol Uguak as well, after a very, very impressive rookie campaign with the Alouettes, has signed a deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he is no longer going to be in Montreal, which is a damn shame because he was super fun to watch this year, I found. But the Montreal Alouettes, what do you make of it? Oh, this is, uh, there's clearly a position that they feel they need to upgrade at. It's defensive line. Wigan and Win. that's a wicked pairing. Um, I, I, I believe this team as a whole is going to try and attack you uh, on the interior and then let their speed just demolish you on the outside. And I think with Wigan and Wynn pushing the pocket, uh, you're going to force people into uncomfortable situations. You're going to force quarterbacks to scramble, cut off half the field. And then you're going to have your hunter, Marc-Antoine de Croix. He's going to be roaming around. And the second you cut off half the field, there is nobody that covers ground in this league quite like Mark Antoine Dubois, and he's going to make people pay a ton. So I like the move uh, schematically for the Owls. They're not losing a whole lot, and whatever they have lost, they've replaced in bunches. No, I agree. I, I think to me, Montreal is another one of these teams that you know I'm not really worried about, especially when you look at you know what they've lost versus you know who they've. Re- been able to keep or sign or extend uh one thing that you know maybe we we glazed over or maybe i was just glazed over and i i missed it when you were talking but william Stanback no longer with the montreal alouettes he signs with the bc lions i don't know if we mentioned that uh did you mention that no, when we you're talking about smoke my okay so yeah william Stanback uh, addition to the bc lions you know i think that just gives 
BC running back depth. If we're going to talk about BC retro uh, retrospectively on this one, I think that's a great pickup for them. Gives them depth, gives them veteran leadership in that running back room. Good pickup. I think you agree. Yes. Bang. I think smoke by Zell is still like the it. guy. I think, I think he's the need, guy, but I think I think they just needed to know, balance it out fix. because when smoke wasn't in last year, it was they didn't have it was it, bleak. Yeah. It was bleak in their run game when they didn't have smoke myself. So I think they wanted to balance that out. And for Montreal, like other side of the corner, I think they're fine, right? Like you have yeah. Jesher Nantwi, you have Walter Fletcher who played really. I, really I think well. I think Fletcher Fletcher should be the lead dog. Absolutely. Uh, Jesh and STE are more complete backs, but Fletcher has that home run ability that's just lights out. Oh, 100%. 100%. And again, you know, when you look at the other offensive pieces that they've been able to to keep Philip Gagnon, Jesse Kibben, Christian Maté not going anywhere. They've all they've all been extended defensive side of the ball. Darnell Sankey's coming back. There's a lot to like about this this Alouette's roster. Avery Ellis, I mean Tyrese Beverett, all all returning. So yeah, another team that I'm not really worried about. Not worried about it at all. You want to keep going east to west here. You want to go straight to the nation's capital. Yeah, sure. Let's go right to Ottawa. Um, Talk about splashes. Good. Well, Dom Rhymes out. Or, sorry, Napahar out, Dom Rhymes in. Now, where Dom Rhymes is an absolute monster, familiar with the franchise, the whole nine yards, I think the loss of Napahar is going to be big. Locker room wise, community wise. Um, I know on the field, like, come on. Don Rhymes is a top, what, five receiver in the league? At worst, top five. Um, I, I think that they they have a pretty loaded team around. But, of course, Drew Brown has his targets. And that, I think, was the biggest thing for Ottawa. Get a quarterback, get him elite weapons. No, I agree. I agree. And what's more elite than... Dom Rhymes, who who absolutely has dominated over the last two seasons. And and I think, you know, some other highlights here. Obviously, we have to talk about Drew Brown coming into this this franchise and what that is going to mean. But a couple before we do talk about that, there there are some other signings that I think are worth mentioning for the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I want to start with, I'll just run through them and we can talk about them. But uh Darius Bladik coming over from the Argos. I think that's a great pickup for Ottawa. Uh, I, I think signing a Darius Pickett is is going to be huge for that defense that has brought back a lot of talent. Um, Drew Brown, obviously, like we mentioned, but uh, Silas Stewart, some more help along the offensive line. Uh, Philip Norman, again, some more help along the offensive line. So I think it's been really clear that no matter who's going to be the quarterback, we are going to protect them. I think Ottawa last year kind of took over for Saskatchewan and the fact that they were the most sacked team in the CFL. They couldn't do anything think, to stop anybody. Okay, but I think a lot of their sacks last year were generated by quarterback play and quarterback decisions, right? You hold the ball. I think you we're going to see a dramatic play, change. Hero yes. ball. It's, going to be, it's going to be rhythmic. It's going to be get this damn ball out of your hands. And don't forget... They've put a lot of draft capital into that offensive line. Cyril, Helios, Dante Bull last year. Um, their top three picks in the last two drafts have been 
offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. And I think that Cyril has been great. Zach and Dante kind of split time last year. Uh, I, I think they're going to find a way to get all three of them onto the field, go national across the board up front, and then just let their American playmakers and quarterback take over. I want to stay here for a second because if you're if you're the Ottawa Red Blacks, you hold the number two overall pick in this year's draft. You could be looking at Theo Benedict. You could be looking at Gabe Wallace. You could be looking at Giovanni Manu. You could be uh, potentially looking at Kyle Hergel. When all said and done, I think he's going to test. Really I think well. you're going to offensive line again. But wait, do you think I, I you're think going offensive are. line if you're the if you're the Ottawa Red Blacks? Like why not? Why not? If you're going to invest draft... in Drew Brown, if you're going to invest in Dominique Rimes, you need to to get the insurance that is going to allow Drew Brown to throw to Dom Rimes, to throw to whoever it may be. I mean, they're still waiting on a Shaq Evans re-signing, I believe. But whoever the playmakers are going to be for Ottawa this year, you need to allow whoever is throwing the ball time in the pocket. And I'm not talking a lot of time, but more time than they had last year, certainly. I think with this team and with this draft it provides you so many chances to take a top end offensive lineman at the top of this draft that I don't think it gives you in terms of true playmakers right like Tanner McLaughlin most likely gone Isaiah Adams most likely gone Nick Mardner probably not gone do you really want to take Del Duncan Busby at two I mean, you're putting a lot of money into your receivers. Um, or do you just stick and go best player available at number two? Because I don't think there's going to be a big market to trade up. I I think you could get Geo or Theo here and just rock with it. If you went Giovanni Manu, okay, listen to this. Cyril, Dante Bull, Giovanni Manu. In your scenario, let's back up a second. In your scenario here, who is going first overall to the Edmonton Elks? This determines a lot in my mind. Uh, Gabe Wallace or Jeffrey Canton Arku, because we know how much Chris Jones likes his NCAA players. Okay. So you're telling me. Or Justin Sampu, in all honesty, he could Malik Shaker. He's going to go NCAA. I don't think he's going to touch one of the UBC guys with the first overall pick. So you're telling me that Theo and Gio are, are, are all on the board? Yeah. And okay. I'm taking Gio. Okay. Bigger frame. Like I to me, I, I think I think Gio is more suited or to the inside of, of the Red Blacks as well right now. And I think he provides a versatility to play both spots. I, I don't know if Theo could bump in side as easily as Gio did. And if you know what? I think he's a pure maybe tackle. You spend, maybe you spend one year with Giovanni Manu at left guard. And then next year you kick him out to tackle. Would that not would that not be a great slide in for these Ottawa Red Blacks? I mean, yeah, yes, he's a West the, Coast guy, but I, I think I think they line. have to. I think they have to go offensive line here. Like, I agree. Out of our out of our top ten, half of them almost four of ten are offensive line. And then there's a bunch more in 11 to 20. Like oh, there's, there's a ton. There's a ton of potential talent there. Kyle Hergel, Daniel Shin, John Bosey, Daniel Johnson, 
I need Danko if he, if he tests well. Yeah, there's like Cooper Hamilton, who was, uh, I think, a, a favorite heading into this football season. Ryan Bird is a solid center from Queens. I know they don't need a center with Surreal, but uh, like there's a lot of guys on this list at the top that are offensive line heavy and ready to rock. All right, let's take the trip down the 401. We could spend all day talking about the draft, but we are here to talk about free agency. The and Toronto Argonauts additions. Some big ads. Okay. Hold on, hold on. I know you're you're excited here. Tunde Adelike, Fraser Sopic, uh, Kerfala Exime. Who else is on this list? Kadeem Carey. You're bringing back Sean Oakman. You're adding Malik Clements. Losses include AJ Willett, Javon Lee, Trevon Tate, Jamal Peters, Dwayne Hedricks. Five starters. Five starters. Okay, here's here's the big one, though, for the Argos. Theatric effing Hansen. The global nightmare. God damn. They are going to be flying around with him on special teams. He was unbelievable for the Bombers last couple of years as a pure teamer. Then they've got Albert Awachi as well, old teammate of mine from Toronto. Another unbelievable special team talent. Connor, the Argos lost a lot. Like Jamal Peters, uh, they may lose Quantez Stiggers yeah. to the NFL as well. Like They are losing a lot of pieces. They're also replacing with a lot of top-end talent. Tunde Delicate is unbelievable, but Carfalo XMA takes away that second DB loss if Stiggers does follow suit. And then they just kind of replenish on the offensive line. Or they kind of replenish on the defensive line with Oakman coming back, Hanson coming in. Um, one thing I do want to see with Toronto, they re-signed Daniel Adebaboye to go with Kadeem Carey. They got to they gotta really split these guys' reps. You're playing a lot of money or you're paying a lot in bonuses and playing incentives for out of a boy. You don't put those in. If you don't think there's a chance he hits them, like you want your players to hit their incentives and you put a lot in for him. I think Kadeem Carey running back position shelf life is a lot smaller than others. Yeah. Cash and carry is great. But out of a boy, is a physical freak. Special teams monster, too. Let's not forget that. I don't know. You've got Chad Kelly. They kept Dejan Brissett as well. You've got your weapons. It's it's going to be a good team. Like It's going to be well coached. I am interested how their defense looks without Corey Mace. But that's just me trying to poke holes and be... Yeah, honestly, no, no, no. Honestly, I think that I think that is my biggest concern of free agency for the Toronto Argonauts. What are they going to look like in a post Corey Mace era? I think I think that's you know you said it in jest a little bit, but I think that honestly is is a very important point for these Toronto Argonauts going into the twenty twenty four season. Is yeah, they don't have Corey Mace, and their defense has looked incredible over the last couple of years. So what are they going to look like without the the architect behind what has been one of the top defenses over the last few years. I think it's a very fair question. I think that should be a real concern for the Toronto Argonauts and their fans. 
All right. Let's talk Tie Cats here. Talking Tie Cats. Uh, Hawk and I Vivaldi. like all the ads. I'm just going to say. Resigning Tim White and Terry Godwin. They get Jamal Peters from the Argos. Um, but they're losing a lot. A lot in the sense of Simone Lawrence retiring. Yes. Shout out to no, Simone. Think... You know, he did he did kind of take over the Drake role for the Thai Cats. <laughs> he basically got hired as their like a global ambassador. Yes. The mayor of yeah. Hamilton. I, I I I really am gonna like Adele is a huge loss. I think Schultz is a bigger loss than they're gonna realize. Uh Carney was good. Thurman was really good. Wynn has been a rock for them for years. So he's been a he's been a staple of that franchise in the community too. It's a change, but you can't expect to get any better if you run back the same thing every time. This is what Calgary should be doing. Let's go, let's change it up, let's get younger. But Hamilton's coming back, same quarterback crew from last year, minus Matthew Schiltz. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm with Tough. you. I'm with you. I think there there are some some very bitter departures to swallow for for the Thai Cats and, and for Thai Cats fans alike. But you know, I, I do think there are some important extensions here as well. Coulter Woodmansey, I think that one shouldn't fly under the radar. They're still waiting on Duke Williams. Um, you go and you extend. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, you, you go and you extend another, you know, cornerstone of this franchise and a guy like Brendan Revenberg. Um, again, you bring back, uh, you bring back Stavros Castantonius, who I think is going to be, you know, integral in replacing that Tunde Adelike spot. And I think that they're really going to lean on him, uh, after what was a really, really impressive oh, 2023 I... season for him. I think that's where he really earned the starting job. I think that's probably, I think that's what made that too. I think that's what made them okay, okay letting yeah. go of Tunde Delicate. They saw enough with Stavros that they're like, we're good. Damn, yeah. You know, this guy can play he's football. a lot cheaper. <laughs> the Bakersfield Bandit. Oh, who also has Unreal Cleat games. So we have to give extra props to that. Dude, but... just, oh, man. He's probably like, that guy just has like unreal unrivaled like, whatever swagger. he's just got a good vibe <laughs> good good vibe in the cfl man he is uh yeah stavros if you ever listen to our stuff man the the blacked out visor the cleat game did you not wear the pandas last the social year? media personality it's good it's good did you not wear the pandas probably at one point i'm pretty sure i think he was like one of the first guys i saw to have them oh man what a treat to have in our league. Um, he's staying in black and gold, which means the blacked out visor can continue to go ridiculously hard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think that cuts it, though, for us. On yeah, a, on man, that, that wraps it. That's uh, that's the majors happening in the CFL. Uh, CFL the... free agency sets up the next domino to fall, which is going to be the CFL draft. And we are finalizing... Draft 100, tis the season. I have a frick ton of film that's clogging up my laptop that's downloading <laughs> at absolute. You know the the Bell commercial, like the the cable speed versus hyperspeed? Yeah. That's like my laptop right now trying to deal with all the footage that's... Base Wi-Fi versus yeah. real Wi-Fi. <laughs> Honest to goodness, man. Like It's like my Wi-Fi at home is ridiculous. It's like 
I don't know. It's like a hundred, hundred. It's it's insane. Well, it's out insane here in the country, we don't have that luxury. It took me five hours to re-download an Assassin's Creed game that I already owned. That's ridiculous. Uh, round two of draft interviews will be coming up as well. We will kind of announce our next lineup as they finalize, but um, more than enjoyable to sit down and talk free agency with you. It's time to get back to drafts, though. We're we're coming. We're ready to go. This is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. Free agency is fun, but we are here for the draft season. We can't get there without free agency. But now that it's over, not over, now that it has commenced, we can 100% dial in on CFL draft season. That's the episode. We would like to take a quick second to thank our lovely sponsor, Fox 40. Fox40shop.com has everything you need to gear up for any season. March Madness is coming up. Tournament season is coming up for all of you hoopers out there. So go to Fox 40. Do I need a new Fox 40 whistle for this year? I have one. Are you a board? Are you a board breaker? Because they can set you up with your your coaching boards too. If you're, uh, I can't be. I can't be a board board breaker. I can't. I, I try to I try to be more reserved on sidelines, Connor. More All regal, right. you know, more All Jim right. Harbaugh esque. I can't be Pete Carroll here snapping and chewing gum. Hey, so there is, there's break a video, my teeth in half. There's a video out of there out there of Jim Harbaugh in slow motion, absolutely annihilating a clipboard. So he doesn't get I, I off. I can't so be the scot-free. guy that wears gloves either on the sidelines. I'm sorry, Jimothy. I, I cannot. I had to talk to one of my grade eight students last week about throwing with gloves on. Oh, that's it's an absolute. I had to no-no. have a heart to heart. It's the with biggest no no in all of football. On. Biggest no no. And he said, "Well, it's only football. a rare occasion." Teach I actually play running back, and I'm like, "Okay, that's doable." But you're saying as a quarterback, you'd wear two gloves. You don't, you yeah, don't I wear do. Two gloves. No. 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 How good is Kenny Pickett's career going? Lots of pro quarterbacks do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said no, they don't. Yeah. How good's Kenny Pickett's career going? Yeah, sick. He's famous for a fake slide. Good, good, good. All right. Back to Fox 40, we do have to thank them. Wade is not a Bobby Knight type character, but if you do need gear, if you do need whistles, if you do need coaching board, ref shirts, gears, whatever you need, fox40shop.com has you covered, and we have you covered as well. Use code CFP15 for 15% off at fox40shop.com on anything you need to get geared up this season. Again, that is code CFP15 for 15% off at fox40shop.com. That does it for the Tuesday episode. We will catch you guys soon. Feeling the days, slow to count from right.